So I'd like to uh, begin by very warmly welcoming you all to this retreat in a, in, a, in a very conscious way. It's not always the case in our world that we feel entirely welcome. And for many of us, and some of us in particular, it can be sometimes an uncertain thing to enter into a new space with unfamiliar people. And so whoever you are, and however you know yourself to be who you are, I really just like to again say you're very welcome here. Whether this is your first time at a Gaia House retreat, or your first time in an online gathering like this, or whether you've done many retreats or many such online um, programs before. And it's lovely as I was just looking through faces, seeing both familiar faces and new faces. And uh, you may have also taken the opportunity to have a little look as well and see who's here. And I, I find that um, something very, very lovely in that. Do please feel if you need to, as Michelle said, it's lovely to be able to see everybody. But if for some reason you need to not have your camera on, that is also okay. It's very much an invitation and encouragement. And again, um, in whatever way you know yourself to be who you are, and there are so many ways we know ourselves, I'd just like to say here, this is something that is welcome. And this feels really important to me. And so whatever may be your, your ethnic heritage or your religious and cultural heritage, whatever may be your your class, your education, your health status, whatever may be your, your sexual orientation or your gender identity, whatever may be your level of uh, education or your financial situation, whatever may be your health status or your ability, and whatever else that I may not have named that is part of how you know yourself to be who you are, I want to say and hope you can feel here that all of you and all of this is welcome. And that as, as a group coming together in this way, we, we come together as a group of human beings. We come into this space of retreat and this insight meditation and yoga retreat is one that's been offered at Guy House for many, many years now. Helen and I have I'm not quite sure. Is it, it, it must be heading for two decades if it isn't already that long we've been doing this. It's been a while anyway. Um, we don't quite keep count, or maybe we do, and I've forgotten. But anyway, um, there's something about the different paths and the different practices we might feel drawn to. And certainly for myself, uh, insight meditation has been central to my life for the last three decades. And uh, along the way, Yoga has been an incredibly supportive companion. And when I first began my practice, I think I wouldn't have survived my first retreat if I wasn't also given some guidance with yoga practice. And so there's something very beautiful about bringing them together. And to be on retreat, to come into a space such as this, is to give ourselves an opportunity to turn towards what is important for us, to cultivate, to develop, and to explore what it is we truly value what we are genuinely interested in and what can most deeply what can most powerfully and authentically contribute to the well-being that we seek for ourselves to the well-being that we also wish for others and for the world that we i trust also care about and to 
to come into a situation like this for an online retreat as this is, it's, it's, it's a new form for some. Certainly a year ago, I myself had never done an online retreat. Now, they've become the only form of retreat that I'm doing. And, uh, and I've been surprised and very happily um, surprised in a way to discover how much richness, how much potency, and how much connection and intimacy can be found in this form. And so, although I don't know, and none of us can know what our experience will be, and I certainly don't know what your experience will be, I do have a trust and a confidence that what is possible here is something truly beneficial and something that can also be deeply touching and nourishing for us. And it's my wish that this will be each person here's experience. And so to come into a retreat or to take some time as we have where it's not a retreat where we've traveled some long distance and arrived at some place where we're removed from all the people and the things we know. No, the, the journey we make here is more within our hearts and our minds in a way turning towards the practices, this period of time, the opportunity to engage more fully and in a more sustained way with our inner life, with our inner journey, to see for ourselves what may be possible here in terms of opening, in terms of relaxing, in terms of discovery and many things beyond and besides. So I think what always stands out to me when, I, when I'm beginning a retreat like this, what I feel in touch with is the sense of something that for each of us may feel quite different. It's like, what is it that draws us? What is it that calls us? What is it that moves us to want to, to not be limited in our lives to just the kind of mechanics of surviving and doing okay and getting through all the practical responsibilities that life comes with? work and relationships, family, social sort of engagements and all of that, whatever we do with our, in our lives and other forms, valuable and important as they may be, it's also possible for a human heart and a human mind at times to feel overwhelmed or disconnected or not necessarily so closely in touch with what it is that really it feels that our our heart is deeply engaged with or moved by. And a retreat is a time to put this at the center, to say what is truly most important and what is possible for me in discovering more than I've discovered so far with regard to this. What is it that I love? What is it that I value? And what is it that I'm willing to offer or give in the process of seeking to discover this? or to embody this more deeply and more fully. And so people such as ourselves in all parts of the world and all times have, have gone away or taken some time out from other things in order to focus on what feels most important, in order to listen to the quieter voices of our heart and of the world around us that so often can seem so loud, Overwhelmingly so, at times, perhaps. And so 
it's really helpful for a retreat like this to give oneself as much space as we can to let go of all the things that one may possibly be able to let go of. Recognizing that this isn't like going to a retreat center where somebody else is going to provide all the meals and all the practical things that are looked after by other people. We may have these things still to take care of in our lives, and many of you will. And it's not that we're going to a place where we can necessarily be in silence in an ongoing way, such as if we're on a retreat at Gaia House or some other retreat center like this. It may be for some of you, your circumstances allow that, that you're living by yourselves, that you're able to negotiate with whoever you are living with, that for this time you'll be mostly not engaging verbally. But for many of you, that won't be what's possible, or it may not even make sense, even if it was possible. It might make more sense to be able to have contact with the people you live with, whether it be friends, family, partners, children, and who you might have to interact with because you may have work responsibilities or family responsibilities or other commitments that need to be included in your day and in this retreat. And to see what feels like it fits in a good way for you. Not to be casual about this. This isn't a casual undertaking we enter into together. But at the same time, not trying to impose an idea of what it's supposed to look like onto the circumstances that you find yourself in. So there's room for some give and take, for some negotiation perhaps with housemates around what works. And a little bit also for negotiation with oneself to see what, what, what feels like it actually will serve you and what will be possible for you. The schedule and the program will be offering regular teaching and practice um, periods and we really welcome and invite and encourage you to come along to all or as many as you're able and we're not going to be doing a head count or checking through the names at every session or who's not here oh you know we're not going to be you're not going to get sent to the um the, the head teacher's office if you if you arrive a minute or two late but it's really helpful if you can arrive on time or even a few minutes early so that when we begin, we begin together and we can kind of allow something to grow and something to build in this way. The retreat here is very much something we create together. We build together. And we will offer to each other equally as to ourselves in the way we hold the space and the way we engage with the practices, with the space, with the very process and journey of the retreat itself. And so I'll have some more to say in a few or a few minutes or longer. But at this time, I'd like to just pass over to Helen to speak a little also about the retreat and the practice. And um, then She'll pass back to me at some point, and we'll, we will take time for practical things later. Good. Thank you, Jan. I, um, I, I like, as I think lots of people, I like listening to you. It is uh, such a warm welcome. You, you give us such an in, inclusive warm welcome. It, it feels like I'm having a hot bath, and uh, it, it makes me inside out very warm. Uh, 
and I, I hope that you will get that flavor from this retreat. I, I, I think that's what we want to provide we, because uh, learning and that inner learning happens more when we are well with each other, when we are well in ourselves. And uh, so, yeah, it, it feels very warm. <laughs> and what shall I say about the yoga? Uh, first, yeah, it's a pleasure to, I've scrolled through, I, I call these my little post stems. You know, you, the more people join, the, the smaller you get. So you are a size of a good first class or second class post stamp. Uh, and it's lovely to, to be able to scroll through and some names are known. And uh, some of you, I, I vaguely think I saw you last time on the retreat. Uh, and there's also lots of new ones. And I think all of you know uh, that quote of the beginner's mind. Uh, so in, in this practice, you, you start always fresh. Um, I know that as a yoga teacher, I, I feel every day I, I start fresh uh, because my body has changed overnight and I might feel different. And then the day has imprinted on me and I will feel different. And even now, I, I think we can facilitate the home that our body gives us in a way, even now when I'm talking, there might be a tendency to get a bit lost in the screen. And, uh, and I, I always say where your eyes go, your body goes. <laughs> and we could even say where the mind goes, the body goes. So it might be a good idea even now when I'm talking just to check in, is there still some connection with, with your body? Can you still feel the hat sits on top of your neck and the shoulders have this lovely coat hanger position? Uh, sometimes they might be hunched up and they start ease in the spine and the weight of the body just falls into our, falls into our buttocks and from there through the legs into the feet. And it can be quite useful, especially I find on Zoom, to again and again make that connection. So have that space in front of you, connect with what you see, but really be also deeply connected with your body, feeling your body and not only looking at it, feeling it, noticing the weight of your body falling downwards, noticing that uprightness so that in itself, you could work an hour just on that. <laughs> no? uh, so with this in mind, I hope that that helps you because we are connected through this medium, but we also want to be connected with ourselves to the deepest layers we have got. And I always fear my yoga teacher, Sri Yasracha Gopalan, one of the first retreats, he, always, he said something beautiful. He said, you come to this retreat because you, you thought you would learn about yoga. And I'm telling you, you come to this retreat and think you learn about yoga, but mostly you will learn how to be together with others and yourself. So possibly we can even see that here coming together. It's not only about gathering knowledge about something. 
it is possibly entering into a space where wisdom can reveal itself. And we are so supported by doing this together here in this group. No? So many things that can, can call us. I mean, I recently went on a, a retreat with my yoga teacher, and you won't believe it. I was catching me, checking my phone. Uh, he, he does long talks. And there was a moment where I was really getting bored. And what do you do when you get bored? You grab your phone and check out, is there something exciting going on? And obviously, I missed what he was talking about. Uh, and it was a lovely way of catching myself, how that hunger can be there for excitement, or you're bored, or you're just a bit distracted. Uh, and in that noticing, I was able to put the phone down, but noticing these small impulses, they're lovely such a wonderful way to see our mind. And so in those days together, it's nearly like you're meeting a long lost friend and you are that long lost friend. And I hope that you can feel the support of that group. Just somebody else spoke about prayer flags. She says when she looks on the screen and sees all the squares, she, she sings Tibetan prayer flags. And isn't it wonderful? All these different prayer flags we are looking at. Uh, so it can be very supportive. Hopefully we as teachers, uh, even in this medium, can work with you in ways that you feel are of benefit. But also really come home to yourself, uh, your long lost friend. So you would be interested, you would smile, you would tune in, all the things. And we are providing, and thanks to Gaia House, and everybody in this group provides that holding. Yeah. So, and for most of you who have been with me in my yoga, it's extremely simple. It will help you if you have a practice, possibly to refine what you're doing already or just add some understanding into what you're already doing. And if you haven't done any yoga before, it's really simple movements that have a very much inbound quality to them. And I normally would give you alternatives. Uh, so relax, you won't stand on your head. You won't need to jump up and down and it can, it will be possibly quite small, refined movements that then become, that integrate more and more of the body till the movement grows and becomes bigger. Uh, but we will work together. So we see what happens and, and develop our practice over those days. Yeah, so I think I pass back on to Janai. Mm. Thank you, Helen. Um, it's always lovely to hear you. And uh, it's funny, after all the years we're physically sitting beside each other as we would do this, uh, to be sort of on the screen, postage stamps, prayer flags, as you say. And, you know, um, I really feel the, the, the quality of, of, of care and presence and interest that you bring. So thank you. Yeah. Mm. So there's something else that um, 
very much supports our intentions and gives us a foundation for engaging in spiritual practice. And in, in both the, the, the meditation traditions that uh, are founded in the, the teachings of the Buddha, and this is the uh, sort of the, the place from which the, the tradition of insight meditation comes and uh, equally in the, the Hatha yoga practices and the, and the teachings of Patanjali, which uh, Helen will be speaking more about, I'm sure, that we, we acknowledge and we recognize a, a foundation really of, of care for how we touch and impact each other, how we act in the world makes a difference. And to engage in spiritual practice without taking care of how we act, how we are, what we do and don't do, and how that impacts others or ourselves. It, to fail to attend to that is really to profoundly limit what's possible for us. And this is really like, in a way, the first element of practice, that we are invited to give greater support to in a period of retreat. But for many, and certainly for myself, will feel that this is part of life also and the importance of just reflecting on, on this. And so in, in the Buddhist tradition, we, we use the framing of the, the five precepts that we ask people to undertake when engaging in a period of retreat. And, and this is a, a kind of a, both a protection for one's own heart and mind, but also a protection for others in the world to refrain from causing harm in any and all ways that we're able. And there's a, you, you may have seen on the notice board um, for the retreat that there's, a, there's a, a lovely expression of the precepts. And um, I'm just going to put them into the chat in a moment. And when I do that, I'd just like to ask if others pause on adding things to the chat until we um, maybe have given attention to these so they don't get buried in other um other content other sharings although of course other things may also be important and i'd like to invite you just to take a moment if you wish to have a look what's there in the chat which is already on the um notice board page so you may have printed it out and that but um the sense of the five precepts and i'd like to invite you to take them on and so how I'm going to do that is I'm going to actually read them out and invite you to read them out yourself. Um, if I was more musical, I would perhaps chant them, but uh, I'm not. So this is the way it's going to be. Um, and although with, um, with Zoom, it's not possible to kind of hear everybody voices, everybody's voices together, um, which is in a way a shame, but... Um, just to really reflect as you, as you hear me offer the phrases of the, this, this, this formulation of the five precepts, and also as you say them out loud yourself, or you could say them quietly to yourself if you didn't want to say them out loud for any reason, um, just to sort of be, be in touch with what the significance of this is, to, to commit oneself so far as one can to not causing harm to others and to cultivate and to, to seek to develop the wholesome qualities that support this. And so the five precepts, ethical trainings of restraint and aspiration. 
So just repeat each phrase now as I, as I offer it. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine. I undertake the training to refrain from harming living beings. May I respect all life. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine. I undertake the training to refrain from taking what is not freely offered to me. I will practice generosity. knowing how deeply our lives intertwine. I undertake the training to refrain from harmful expressions of sensuality. May I relate to sensuality with respect and sensitivity. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine. I undertake the training to refrain from untrue or harmful speech. May my words contribute to harmony. Knowing how deeply our lives intertwine. I undertake the training to refrain from substances that cloud the mind. I will cultivate steadfastness and clarity. These five ethical trainings are a vehicle for well-being. A vehicle for awakening. And an offering to this world.
Thank you for all the ways in which you choose to engage with these powerful and precious practices. I remember one of my early teachers saying that for all the meditation we might do, it would simply be mental gymnastics if we didn't have a foundation of, of precepts, of, of ethicality, of concern and care for how we live our lives. And in this world and in this time of <clears throat> many different challenges, we do see, I think, how our lives, perhaps even more clearly to us, are intertwined, how we are affected by and how we affect each other and every being and all things, in fact. And to just acknowledge and align ourselves with what we and others wish for, which is not to be subject to harm. To align ourselves with this is, is something actually blessed and precious in this world. And again, thank you for all the ways and any way in which you engage with these precepts. Now, I'm just thinking that to give you a sense of what we'd like to do would be helpful. We, we were going to take some time for a little, just kind of brief practice of some yoga and also some some meditation to which we will kind of conclude the evening with. I'm wondering, Helen, is there anything you'd like to say about sort of the ways we'll meet and interact with the students in that sense, with the, everyone who's here? Mm. Um. I think in the the yoga, it's in a way quite quite simple. I normally would not even always show the postures, but to make sure that you feel comfortable with the instructions in in this in this setup, I will guide you through the movements, but you will also see me doing them. So um, that means the danger is that you look too much on me and are too little connected with yourself. But as the movements are very simple and as the guidance is clearly given, you might become increasingly more comfortable to close your eyes and follow your intuition to move according to the approximation of what we are going to do. So always being very clear. Uh, there will be always uh, on the afternoon session, there will be a time at the end of the session or there might be that we have gone through a sequence on exploration that there might be then the possibility to clarify or ask. Great, thank you, Helen. Some more time now where what we thought we'd like to do is just have a short um, practice of yoga and then a short meditation together. So I'll hand over to Helen at this point. Um, Good. Thank you, Janai. So um, I thought we've been sitting a long time. Uh, if you want to continue being seated, do, do that. But otherwise, and if you're lying, slowly come up. You might first want to roll over your side, then come up to be seated, uh, and, and then we come to standing. 
And it's just a few gentle movements. We, we have been sitting for some time and it might be nice just to, to do a few movements. So in your time, come up to be, uh, to come to standing. And let's see how we do that. Uh, oops, uh, all those challenges of uh, being in a room. So in most cases, you will see half of me and when we are standing. So uh, just see if you can stand. I'm, as I said, uh, don't stand when you have a wooden floor. It's really important to consider that you might, uh, that you might take your socks off or make sure you stay comfortable. You can stay seated, then your reference point would be the sitting bones on your chair and the feet legs downwards. As you're standing, you might become aware that you have a downward movement to both of your legs. And then see if you can feel so that upward movement to your spine. Very, very gentle. It could help you, whatever hand you choose, to hover a palm on top of your head and feel you want to lengthen. You lengthen through the neck, through the spine, up into the hand. And what you will notice is what is called the, the core muscles, the waist area, the abdominis, they will begin to hug your spine. So that spinal lengthening naturally leads to some abdominal hugging your spine and we lengthen through the crown but we don't overstretch the neck so your eyes will be on the horizontal line and then you can begin if you think of the shoulder position right now that's your ground floor you begin both shoulders to lift them up a little bit as if they want to go into the first floor and then you let them go down and then see if you can get them up into the second floor and you let them go down. And then see if they can continue that journey or if there is a limit and each of us might have a different floor height. And then begin to notice it could be they also go further down. So they might go now a bit more into the cellar. You might begin to notice how the fingertips slide down. And we make the next one the last. As the shoulders have lifted, we could roll them back and down. And the arms slide down. And then we can begin to get them forwards, up and back and down. And soften your eyes. The tendency might be that you look at me. And if possible for a moment, close your eyes and begin to differentiate the movement you're experiencing in your shoulders. Is the one shoulder a bit more jerky? Is the other more fluid? Can we change the range of movement? Can we make it smaller or bigger? And then we change the direction. Notice if both of the shoulders do exactly the same movement or is one Hanging a bit behind is one more of the leading shoulder and the other is more lingering behind. And then we make this one the last and once more roll the shoulders back and down. 
and see if with your eyes closed you can notice if these two movements have brought some awareness also to your breathing so in the moments when the body visibly is not moving we can connect with our breathing we will let the eyes to open so we worked a bit on the shoulders let's move down to the hips and you can just begin to get your hips over to the left and the head goes a bit to the right and keep your abdominals active and then you come back to the center and when your hips go to the right your heart goes over to the left so you have that long spine and therefore you work more into your waist notice that your weight might shift across your feet and the movement can increase and then it becomes a bit of a side reach Noticing when you slide down on the right, how your hips might go out on the left. And when you slide down on the left, how your hips might go out on the right. And we make this one the last. You can look at me and I turn around so that we can now do a bit of a hinging. You're standing tall and out of the long spine, the abdominals are active and you bend your knees a little and your hands can be here in your groins, and with your spine straight, you hinge a bit forwards. So you invite in a movement here where your legs sit, and you get that attachment of your sitting bones, and you slowly come back up. And you can just lean a bit backwards so you're open here at your hips. Don't fall backwards. You just let your hips open a bit, and then you wire the neutral, you hinge forwards, Hands can slide down on the legs, you come up, you can hinge backwards. The movement can be very small because we really want the sense of the pelvis rocking over our legs. And don't hold the neck tight. So see if you look, keep looking ahead or if the eyes go with the movement and you make this one your last and your arms to dangle and we let the awareness move down through the feet and you can just shift your weight forwards towards your toes and backwards and then in that shifting forwards you might see if you can lift your heels a bit and then slowly back onto your heels and can you do that movement without tension feelings coming into the neck and shoulders working on your imbalance bit of that activity around your abdominals supports that length in your spine and we do make that one more time you might have wobbly ankles and we come back to standing let your arms lift to the shoulder height and then you cross your hands over out of the length in your spine let your chin move towards your chest notice you broaden across the mid back and feel to bring breathing space across the mid back area and with your next exhalation allow yourself to breathe out completely 
And then with your inhalation, rebuild the neck and head and let your arms uncross and get them into the letter E position. Keep your spine long and now bring your arms just a bit more back and notice how you're opening across your chest. And then lower your arms or the shoulders back and down. And you might want, if you're comfortable with that, you could do what we call a rolling down. So standing tall, you could bend your legs a little and then you might want to hinge a bit forwards, hands on your legs. And then as you lengthen your spine forwards, your hands go over the knees, stomach comes towards your thighs, your hands go lower. And then you might be able to step forwards so that you can come onto your hands and knees and from there, you can swing your buttocks back to the floor and we can go to be seated in any way that is comfortable for you on a chair, on a cushion or whatever works for you. Good. So, handing over to Janai. So, as in this retreat, we'll move between the different disciplines and we see them very much as connected and complementary and supporting each other and not different expressions and aspects of exploring what's possible for us in our hearts, minds and bodies. And I'll give more full instructions for the sitting meditation practice uh, tomorrow morning. But for now, just beginning by sensing your body, feeling directly how it is to be sitting here. If you have found your attention has moved away from your body after being invited in with the yoga, just, just gathering back, coming back into your body, a sense of what it's like to be sitting here and taking a few moments to feel whatever you feel beneath you. And you may be sitting on a chair or a cushion or a bench. And if you have some bodily reason that means it's not okay for you to be sitting it's you can choose to be standing or lying if you need to be and i'll speak more about those postures in the end of course meditation isn't about what posture we're in but how we engage with our experience and yet for many of us there's something really helpful about the sitting posture but it can be in a chair can be on a cushion can be on a bench on the floor um but that sense of contact with the earth, whatever posture you're in, just feeling the firmness of your bottom on the seat or cushion, your knees or your feet on the floor or the ground. Just directly feeling into that solidity or firmness or hardness or whatever you notice there. 
And then taking a few moments to consciously sense the uprightness of your body, the way it rises up from the ground, from the base, and extends into the space around you and above you. And so we're sitting on the earth and yet rising up into the sky. And acknowledging just as there is support beneath us, upon which we can begin to relax, there is also space around us into which we can allow ourselves to expand. And so with this grounded, upright posture, we can also relax. Becoming aware of any places of tension or holding, tightness or contraction. And inviting and allowing them to soften or release so far as they're able without forcing or demanding that they do so. And becoming aware as you're sitting or standing or whatever posture your body is right now. Just becoming aware also of the movement of breathing within your body. And in whatever way you notice and sense that movement, that experience, the actual sensations of what your body feels as you breathe in and as you breathe out. Just beginning to sense that and attune your attention to this. And if for any reason that's something that you have understood for yourself isn't so useful or helpful, and there can be different reasons for that, you could also just bring your attention into your whole body or your whole body and the space around your body. Again, I'll speak more about these options tomorrow, but just for now, gathering your attention in this way, in the body, breathing, with the body, breathing. And allowing this to be the place of connection, to be mindful and attentive, to be conscious and sensitive for this time of just what's happening, what you're experiencing, what's right here and right now. as your body breathes in, as your body breathes out. As you're sitting here in contact with your body, just as it is. Being conscious and awake attentive to this experience and simply present right here just as you are
And whatever experiences may arise, sounds, thoughts, images, feelings, neither pushing them away nor needing to pick them up. It's allowing them to come and go as they do, making room for them. And yet bringing your attention back again, settling your attention again into the sense of your body sitting or in whatever posture your body is. Connecting with the experience of breathing or the whole sense of your body, whichever feels most useful for you. And again and again, coming back to this.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.